Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. So glad you're with me. On The Roads Rediscovery, we talk about focusing on life lessons, reflecting on those lessons for learning and growth, and to take it to the next level and help other people who are struggling through dark times. This is a special solo episode in which I want to share with you just some observations I've had in retrospect of different points in my life. And also want to share with you how I look ahead beyond that retrospection based on the lessons I've learned from that time. And then, of course, uh, talk about how to apply that learning for my own growth. So I am going to do just as my guests do, and that's make myself vulnerable, right? And just open myself up, be in an open book, revealing to you some certain quirks and insecurities that I've had uh, at certain times in my life, and to admittedly share those, but to share the lesson that I've gotten out of uh, those times and how I have applied it to my growth. And that's what I'm going to share in this solo episode. Uh, This solo episode is also, it's like a beta test for a new format, okay? This new format that I'm attempting is going to have three segments. First, we will dive into the retrospective segment, where I I talk about an observation from uh, time in my past. And then there's the look-ahead segment, where I talk about how I am moving forward from that experience. And then the third segment is a little fun resurrected segment I call Three for the Road, where I am going to ask three random questions and share with you my answers to those three random questions and invite you to send me an email with your answers, road to rediscovery podcast at gmail.com. All right. Now, with that said, we are going to dive right into the retrospective segment. Over past solo episodes, I have shared with you my insecurities during my high school years, right? Um, Even before the high school years, all surrounding the need for acceptance. I've talked a lot about that. And I've learned a lot from that. But I don't think I talked much about my need at that time to be the best in whatever it was that I was doing, run the fastest, play the best in the sport, um, or at least better than all of those that were around me at that time. So it's always good to have a healthy competitive spirit. But my desire to be the best at that time, it wasn't just unhealthy, but it was also a detriment to me in a couple ways. The first way it was a detriment was my mind was consumed with looking at the other guy. I was always looking at the quote, the other guy, all right, trying to see how do I measure up to him? 
size-wise, abilities, you know, I was always trying to measure up or see how I measured up to uh, the guy next to me. And the second way that it was a detriment was it impeded my ability to learn how to be a part of a team, how to contribute and play on a team, working together towards a larger common purpose. Those are two harmful ways that consumed me during those high school years. And like I said, I was like this with sports, uh, running the fastest, uh, just being the best in anything. And at the time, I was also in the band. And I, I, I've played the saxophone for many years, starting fifth grade and uh, playing through my senior year in high school. Um, but I was competitive that way in band as well. And for those of you who have played in the band in, uh, in school, you can relate. Okay, so just picture this, okay? At this time, I was in my sophomore year. I have played the saxophone for about six years. And uh, I sat in the second section. We had like 10 saxes. I sat in the second chair of the second section. So when I should be focusing on playing my part in the music and reading the sheet music, all that I worried about and all that I thought about were the guys in the band who sat ahead of me, especially the guy in the first chair of the first section. Basically, he's the leader of the entire you know, group of saxes, saxophones. His name is David, and I'll talk more about David in a minute. And again, for those of you who are familiar with uh, the band and being in the band, um, the band director would often encourage band members to have challenges where you can challenge the person ahead of you who's in a seat ahead of you to take their seat. Okay. Um, so I sat second chair in the second section. I know I was nowhere near being the first chair of the first section, but I could at least challenge the person who sat in the first chair of the second section, one chair ahead of me see if I was good enough to take that and at least move up. And again, I was obsessed with it. I tried to measure myself up against every saxophonist who sat ahead of me. There's a healthy sense of that where, you know, that helps keep you motivated and helps to keep you sharp, right? But it depends on how you respond to measuring yourself up. If, if it's not backed by effort, then it's really meaningless uh, to be quite honest, and this is what I've learned uh, in, you know, in hindsight. One other thought that was totally off base for me, but it was something that I truly believed at that time, and I can't believe I'm going to admit this to you, and it, it's going to sound crazy, but I thought that complimenting others, it in this case my saxophone section, complimenting others for their skill, I thought was a weakness. And I thought it kind of shortchanged my own skill. You know, I'm like, why am I complimenting him? I'm good. You know, I'm good. I, I should, I, I, you know, people should be complimenting me. And that was a very, very unhealthy way of thinking. And I know in hindsight, I should have just focused on learning and performing the music as best as I can and contributing as a band member to the full sound of the entire band. 
That's the purpose, right? That's the purpose. In band class, okay, when I was looking down the row at David, who sat first chair of the first section, instead of me thinking, wow, he's a great player. I love his skill. I love how he improvises. Um, I love the solos that he, that, you know, he has a great sound. Instead of thinking that or saying that, I was busy thinking how much I wanted to be like him, you know? And, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, you know, it's said that desire is nothing without effort. And that's true. But I've also learned that desire is nothing without the proper mindset and attitude. And I did not have the proper mindset and attitude at that time in my life. Now, ever since I was a kid, I've watched a lot of sports, okay? And I still do to this day. And uh, one of my favorite sports is, is football. But regardless of what sport it is, I absolutely love, I love to see when players are interviewed and they're asked about a different player, be it a teammate or a player on a different team. These athletes, they always have great things to say about that person, their skill, and what makes them special. You never hear them make comparative statements, and I love that. I love that, and I so, so wish that in my younger years, I had that much confidence and security in myself to talk about how great a player David was in band as he sat first chair, and deservedly so, because he worked hard to get to that first chair. He wasn't always there. He was ready to graduate, and I was just starting high school, so he had to work up to it. And that's another thing. I didn't see where he was before and how he worked up to it. I just saw him sitting there, and I'm like, that's where I want to be, wishing I was there at that time. But again, no effort was done, and I didn't have the proper mindset and attitude. So that's my retrospective for this episode. We'll be right back for the Look Ahead segment right after this. The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. 
Get 10% off your first month when you register at betterhelp.com slash roadsrediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, we're back with the Look Ahead segment. To give you a brief description of what Look Ahead means, on our life's journey, while the retrospective that we just talked about is in my, quote, rearview mirror, I'm looking ahead now, not out the rearview mirror, but out of my windshield, moving forward, looking forward. With the retrospective piece, I hate to admit, and I'm sad to admit, that it took me a solid 10 years after high school to rid myself of those toxic thoughts of comparison and insecurity. But you know, ever since, I've learned how to have a healthy, competitive spirit without constantly trying to see how I measure up to others. As I got older and older, it became easier and easier. And you know what? At this point in my life, I am so, so glad that all that is now behind me. And it was behind me when I became a father. So I can teach my son the true, true mindset and attitude to have for competing. What do I mean? I mean, having respect for those you're competing with and competing against. Also understanding the importance of being a team player, working towards the same goal, being a part of something greater than yourself. Well, my son, he's a grown man now, but ever since the early age he started playing sports, he's done it right, absolutely right, and way better than I ever could have in my younger years. Now, with that said, I'm not trying to say that I'm taking all the credit for that. Trust me, I, I, I totally am not. My son has learned a ton from his coaches and teammates, all the way up through Division I collegiate sports. Not only that, but he has grown to offer insight and wisdom to his teammates, as well as underclassmen coming up. Strong work ethic. He truly sets the example as a leader and a team player. All right, we'll take a quick break and then come back with our three for the road. All right, we're back. It's time for three for the road. And this is where I ask myself three random yet thought provoking questions. And I invite you to ask yourself the same. Question number one. Let's see. What makes you laugh the most? Good question. Well, you know, there's two ways we can look at this. One way is to explain something specific, a specific instance or scene or occurrence or event that makes me laugh the most. And there's so many, it's countless. Okay. And then there's a, an explanation of what generally makes me laugh the most. And I'd have to say physical humor. Um, physical humor, where there's a lot of facial expressions, maybe some stumbling, some falling, some hitting. And I know it sounds pretty sadistic because uh, it sounds as if I'm laughing at someone else's pain. But if it's all done in the spirit of comedy, um, 
it's those things that make me laugh the most, which I guess why to this day I'm still very intrigued with classic animation and cartoons, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, etc. But it's those things that make me laugh the most. All right, question number two. Do you like or dislike surprises? Why or why not? Well, I like surprises. Okay, but I'm going to qualify that statement because there are different types of surprises, right? There are surprises that can be sprung on you that will tug at your heartstrings and make you cry tears of joy. I love those surprises. There are surprises that you would receive for Christmas, a gift that you didn't think you would get from anyone, and you look out the window and there's that vehicle or new pickup truck with the red bow on it. (laughs) That's a great surprise. Those surprises I love. Surprises that involve frustration or ridicule or any type of prankish themed surprises don't appeal to me at all. So I'm, uh, I, I dislike those, but the uh, former types of surprises I do enjoy. So um, I guess the answer is yes and no. I, I like and dislike surprises, but it depends on the type of surprise. Okay, question number three. If you could hire someone to help you around the house, would it be cooking, cleaning, or yard work? Well, me, hands down, yard work. I can cook. Okay, I'm okay with cooking around the house. I love love to grill, okay? And I make a pretty mean breakfast, too. Cleaning, I'm okay with cleaning. You know, I can mop, wash dishes, um, scrub the walls, you know, and um, sweep, dust, vacuum, all that good stuff. Yard work is what I would need help with. And um, I'm not saying I would just throw all the yard work on this hired help, but I would give that person what I think are the least desirable yard work tasks um, when it comes to landscaping, right? Um, I can cut the grass, okay? Uh, I can rake leaves, you know? I can weed eat and trim, um, but I don't want to get on my hands and knees and pull up weeds from landscaping, Um I don't like trimming bushes and trimming hedges. <laughs> uh, I don't like staining fences. So I would have hired help to help me around the house with the yard work. Everything else I can do. Okay, and there you have it. Those are my three questions that I've answered and shared with you in Three for the Road. So you know a little bit more about me at least in terms of um, of these questions and my responses. How about you? Would you like to share your answers for today's Three for the Road? If so, shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com. If you send me your responses, I will read them in a future episode, give you a shout out, and send you a special, special gift for sharing with us your responses. Well, that concludes this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you know anyone, a loved one, a coworker, a neighbor, a friend who seems to be just really down in the dumps, going through despair, unsure of where to turn or who to turn to or what decision to make, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them. Because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery is a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Roads Rediscovered. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production. 